Okay, hello folks. Uh, my name is Eric Baum, and I'm with the uh, Christ Only Ministries, preaching the Word of Christ uh, worldwide and beyond. Um, it's good to be here again, and uh, I hope we can all uh, get something from this uh, this word I'm about to uh, present. Uh, before we get into it, let's uh, have a prayer together, and then we'll and we'll ask for God's blessing, and we'll move on from there. Father, we uh, thank you, Lord, for this day, and we thank you for your many blessings. And, uh, Father, we just thank you that you have loved us, that you love us, and um, that you care for us. You have not left us here as orphans. Father, but you have given us uh, the opportunity, the gift of uh, reconciliation with you and uh, being glorified by you. And, and uh, Father, that our lives may be, uh, may be um, found in you, that our ways of death will be uh, left behind. And uh, Father, we will eagerly search for the words of life. So, Father, we just uh, thank you that you put that spirit in our lives and uh, to help uh, direct us and as a deposit and a guarantee of the things to come, uh, that the Holy Spirit lives literally in us, and we thank you. And, uh, for those who have that Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, uh, Father, you will see that Spirit of Christ in us on that day of judgment and um, the uh, judgment of death will pass over us. So, Lord, we, uh, we just thank you, Father, and we just thank you for the mystery of this faith, for the grandeur of it, for the uh, righteousness of it, for the um, power of it, and, uh, Lord, we just thank you uh, for it as a gift to us in your son Jesus. And so, Father, we just ask you to uh, bless this word. Uh, I ask you to bless the audience. I ask you to bless my, myself. And uh, as I uh, present this word, Father, that these would be words uh, from you, and they would not be uh, my words or my thinking or my reasoning. But, Father, they would be uh, thinking and reasoning and words enlightened and given to me by the Holy Spirit. So, Father, we just uh, love you and praise you, and we pray that this will be a, uh, a message pleasing uh, to you. And, uh, Father, that, uh, and, uh, Lord, we just uh, will bless you with it. Uh, we thank you, and we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray all this. Amen and amen. Okay, so this is uh, podcast 13. And, uh, you know, personally, I find it uh, kind of difficult to evangelize or to share the word with, uh, with strangers or even unbelieving friends. Uh, I just don't ever seem to have the right words, and, and whatever I do say... To, it just sounds trite or hokey or just, you know, 
just falls flat. I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I'm being overly critical, but you know, some people really do have that gift of uh, being able to, you know, to um, present the word and and keep people interested and and uh, keep them thinking. And uh, I really respect that. And uh, I think a lot of us have trouble evangelizing we don't want to be uh we know we know the power of it we know the truth of it but it's just it's it's so difficult to i don't know to convey it sometimes to an unbelieving person it's like when jesus is talking to uh nicodemus and uh he says uh you know he says nicodemus you can't even understand the things of this world how are how are you going to understand heavenly things and it's like sometimes I feel like that. You know, you, you you talk to people, and it's like they, it's hard to talk to them about, um, you know, just everyday truths that that you know that that we all take for granted and stuff like that, and, and things they should know. And and it's like how do we jump from that to spiritual truths when they're not even getting the basics? But you know, be that as it may, anyhow. So you know when. When we evangelize, when we share the word, uh, there's different reactions you get. You know, sometimes you just get outright contempt and hostility, and uh, that's always a little difficult to deal with. Uh, they uh, people will belittle you, and for uh, believing in God as as though somehow. Uh, They've got the truth all wrapped up, and they know exactly what's going on. But and uh, you know, but anyhow, they'll just you know they'll just heap their abuse on you, and and uh, and that's just the way it is. And and you'll get those persons, or you'll get people who will listen politely, and and uh, and and uh, it's like I would almost rather deal with the with the straight up hostile atheist and to deal with the person who will say who will listen politely and then and then say something um like uh well you know that's if it works for you good uh, you know if that's your truth and and uh you know it gets you through the day well then that's that that's good i mean that is that is almost as contemptuous and as as uh condescending even more so than than you know the uh, the abuse the um atheists might keep on you and but that's that's one of the reactions you'll get or uh you know you'll get an, any number of of reactions um or you'll get this uh you know you'll get uh, this that uh oh we need a crutch you christians you just use your religion as a crutch because you can't deal with life as it is you can't deal with the, you know, the uncertainty of it. You can't deal with the, uh, with the truth of it. And so you turn to religion, and you turn to the Christian faith, and you turn to Jesus as a crutch, something that you can lean on, something that you can uh, depend on throughout, uh, you know, throughout some difficult days and difficult times. And um, so, you know, it's uh, they consider it. A crutch, and, and they'll let you know that they consider it a crutch, and 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 the the idea here is by saying that that you need this crutch is that well, if you're that weak that you need to to uh, lean on myth and fairy tales, well then uh, uh, there's not much we can really share with one another. Um, 
like we need some device to prop us up in the midst of our of our fears and anxieties and you know to these people it never really occurs to them i don't think that it may be a sincere and worthy pursuit of truth they just can't think that far they don't want to think that far they're unwilling to think that far they don't uh you know so they'll just write it off as a as a crutch or write it off as a myth or or whatever and and uh move on uh, on with their lives uh taking their own solace and you know they call they say oh well yeah just using religion for a crutch well you know what i mean it might be true we are but at least it's a crutch that 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 leans on truth whereas you know people everyone finds a crutch of some sort to get them through the day whether it's you know whether you um you drink you smoke you take drugs you uh uh, you escape into uh, fiction or or something. We all lean on something, and you can call it a crutch if you like. But it's 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 not like these people who accuse us of of leaning on 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 Christ to get through our days. It's not as though they just stand uh, uh, naked and uh, and de- and depend upon nothing or no one. I mean that's just nonsense. We all have. Uh, uh, our rituals and our routines and certain things that we enjoy, look forward to, and, and they get us uh, through the day and and, uh, and give us a little bit of enjoyment. So, you know, that, that, that crutch thing really kind of falls short. And, uh, if it, and you know, we consider it the truth, and if, and if and it being the truth, we have every reason to, to use it as a crutch. Why should we not lean on it? Why should we not take our peace and comfort from it? I mean, that's what Christ is actually asking us to do, is to lean on him, to depend on him, to trust in him. So if they want to call it a crutch, all right, we'll take that. Um, I'm not offended by it. It, it, is, it, it is a crutch. Uh, it's a helpful crutch because you know what? We're all lame. And you know why we're lame? Because we're, because we're all sin-stricken. We're all lame because of sin. We all have this, this, this debilitating illness, this debilitating condition within us. And it's called sinfulness. And, uh, and so, and so we're, we all walk around hobbled. We all walk, walk around like, uh, like, the, like the wounded. We, just, I, I, we don't really recognize it, but let's face it, we're all wounded in one way or another. I mean, sin is sin is 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 wounding. It, it it does things to your spirit that you might not realize at the time, but over time it reveals itself. And uh, you know, in one way or another, it, it's it's just it's just uh, debilitates the soul. It weakens the soul. It it it, uh, it uh, tears it apart. It's at odds with everything the soul needs. And um, so we are lame. So in that sense, we do need a crutch. And we're lame because of of of, of sin, and, uh, and and we are weak, and and we are confused, and we are all—not all of us, but many of us—are striving to find a uh, a good way, an honorable way through life. So, and they usually, uh, you know, they say this crutch thing that's usually said in a spirit of contempt. You know, as though they don't have their own idols that they uh, set up for themselves. But, uh, so what? If it's a crutch, it's a crutch. And uh, it's a support of hope. It's a support of faith. It's a support It's a support that rests on truth. So, uh, 
I call it living according to the truth, living the way of the cross, living the human life as God intends it for us. Life lived in faith and hope and love. These are the currencies of, of, of heaven. These are the things that matter in heaven. Hope, faith, and love. And the greatest of these, of course, is love. Leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus because we're all crippled by sin. And so spiritually, spiritually we are all lame and we're all in need of a crutch. Indeed, we're in, we're in need of more than just a crutch. We're in need of a Savior, a, re, a Redeemer, one who loves us and cares for us at the very deepest levels of our being. So Jesus serves as indeed as our crutch. But you know, uh, in Scripture, uh, Jesus uh, or Scripture doesn't make any mention of, uh, of, of a crutch, as far as I know. Um, Jesus never refers to himself as a crutch. He refers to himself as many things. The Alpha, the Omega, the way, the truth, and the life, the bread of life, the uh, you know the uh, the blood that gives his blood that gives life. Uh, he's got many many different titles, but uh, no, the crutch isn't there. But anyhow, nevertheless, but I'll tell you, okay, we're never asked uh, or we're never given a. Uh, uh, a, a, a crutch in scripture and, and, it's, and it's really not mentioned and uh, people use it, use it against us and, as though you know that's, that's, that's why we believe because we need a crutch but you know what there is a piece of wood that Jesus does mention there is a piece of wood that God does give us there is a piece of wood that we are asked to carry and that piece of wood is the cross. So our faith is not really one of a, 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 a the wooden isn't really symbolized by by a crutch. Our faith is symbolized by a cross and everything that the cross implies. We identify with Christ in that in that cross. And we identify with his sufferings in that cross. And we're asked to take up our cross, which is actually his cross. And we're asked, we're, we're asked to carry that cross. And it's a cross of, 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 uh, of difficulty. And it's a cross of suffering. And, and, uh, and uh, it's, a, it's, it's a cross of determination. And it's a cross that, that can lead to very uncomfortable and uh, bewildering things. But ultimately, the cross leads... To victory, the cross leads to triumph. So we're asked not to carry a crutch, and there's no mention of a crutch, but we're asked to carry a cross. And the and the and the very symbol of Christianity has been for for ages, from the beginning, has been the cross, because that's where the work of God was done, and everything that was done for our sake. To redeem us and to and to carry us forward into the into the kingdom was done on that cross. Forgiveness was accomplished on that cross. The cross set up the resurrection. The cross is the symbol of our faith. And everything that cross implies. And so we're not given a crutch. That's not the symbol of our faith. But the cross is a symbol of our faith. 
hearing the insults and the taunts of those who don't know him. Blessed is he who was persecuted for his sake. That cross means that we're going to be insulted, especially in this day and age. We're going to be insulted left and right. I mean, you could just listen to the news now and listen to commentators, and and uh, it's just a nonstop belittling of the of, of the Christian faith, and um, and those who actually believe in, in 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 Christ. It's a it's just you know hurling insults and invective at us, and and like it's uh, I recently read an article. Uh, on on Facebook about uh, George Will, who was a conservative commentator, just lambasting Mike Pence, uh, who was a very dedicated Christian, and just calling him every every uh, every every name in the book, just just heaping contempt on him, and and uh, you know and and. Like he's some, uh, 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 he would use the word obsequious, a legionous, uh, you know, spineless individual. And and you know, part of that criticism comes from comes from uh, 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 Pence identifying himself as a as a Christian. And this is George Will, you know, whom whom at, at one time I, I respected as a fellow conservative. But this guy's gone off the rails with his with his uh, contempt for all things that are are. Even peripherally uh, related to Trump, and so that cross is calling us to a life of 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 of, of certain hardship, to a life of uh, of sacrifice, to a life of uh, forsaking sin, for to to a life of um, of enduring everything that Christ endured. Because if the if Jesus says if the master, you know, if they have this reserved for the master, what are they going to have reserved and and ready for the disciples? Because the, 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 surely the master is going to have have more respect than his disciples. The, the disciples are going to be held in complete contempt. And so this cross is is just a symbol of of of, of the of the Christian's life and and the things that he's going to have to deal with. And you know, and one of the things that you that you deal with that um, is the forsaking of sin. Saying no to sin. Saying no to sinful pleasures. I don't know if non-Christians understand the difficulty and the sacrifice and just the, and just the the internal battle that gets waged as we try to try to uh, resist sin. It's like when God says one of the lines I just I, I love in Genesis. God is is talking to to Cain. He says, "Sin is crunching at your door, came came, and it desires to have you." But you must overcome it. You must conquer it, and 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 it's the same thing with us. And and uh, and in Christ, we, we and by the Spirit, we have that strength now to overcome it. But yet, it's still a, a terrible battle. And for those who who have never taken up that cross, they don't understand the difficulty of 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 uh, resisting sin, of trying to love. Your your neighbor when 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 he has no respect for you and he does not and he has no uh, 
He does not love you. He does, he has contempt for you. He he hates the way you you live. He hates the way you think. And trying to maintain a love for that person, try it sometime if you think it's easy. You know, and often we you know we we Christians we fall into the into the same thing, um, you know, as as the world does, and and try to strike out at them in the same manner that they strike out at us. And but that's not what we're really called to. And there's a whole manner of things that this cross calls us to that just that just grates on us, and it just it requires it requires faith. It requires faith that this is going to work out, that this is going to that this is going to pay off somehow, someday, somewhere. That this is going to produce in me a harvest of righteousness. It's going to produce in me a harvest of perseverance. It's going to produce in me a a, a a purified a purified soul, strong and capable of inheriting God's kingdom through Christ. That's what the cross is uh, is, is calling us to. That's the Christian life. The Christian life isn't the crutch. You know, we uh, it's not some comfortable thing that aids us in our, in our weakness. Christianity is anything but comfortable. Bertrand Russell called it the comfortable myth. Well, you know what, Bertrand? I don't think you ever tried to live the Christian life because Christianity is anything but comfortable. I don't know how to, you know, how how else can you say that? You know, it's it's just not comfortable. It's difficult, and and at times it can be agonizing, and and it's it's a it's a it's a life of denying oneself, and trying to live for something higher and better, trying to live for for truth, trying to live for Christ, trying to live for God, and trying to and trying like like uh, uh, John the Baptist says, I must decrease and Jesus must increase, and that's what has to be happening in our souls. We have to, we have to, uh, and, and the things that, 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 that war against us in, in our natural selves, that has to have less and less influence upon who we are and what we are. And the things of Christ and the things of God have to, have to, be, have to exert more and more strength and power in our souls. And it's by carrying that cross that we are strengthened. Nobody is strengthened by a life of leisure. Nobody is strengthened by, by uh, uh, you know, just just taking the easy way. If you've ever been involved in exercise or whatever, you know, I go to the Y every day, and, and uh, you know, I put myself, you know, literally, I put myself through the ringer every day because it does strengthen you, and that's the only way you can be strengthened is by challenging what you already have acquired and pushing that 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 you know pushing your horizon a little bit further out and trying to reach it and that's what carrying the cross is 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 producing in us it's challenging our comforts it's challenging us uh you know our our usual ways of doing things it's a constant challenge and a, and, a, and a constant battle, and it's a constant heavy load. 
but it's not. A, but but you know, I don't I don't make it mean to make it sound dreary because I'll tell you what, there is nothing more uh, satisfying. There's nothing more exhilarating than when you know, when you have felt it in your heart that you have changed. That things that, that you used to approach in, in a certain in way, in a hostile way, in, in an impatient way, in a, in a lustful way, and, and you, used to, you used to easily give in to those temptations, now you, 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 you stand strong, and it's, very, it's a very satisfying feeling. And I just thank God for that. And God knows that He's put me through a lot to get me to a point where I can, you know, really honestly say no to to a lot of things that had me tied and wrapped up before. And that's the glory of the Christ as well, because the or the cross, because the cross is not is not a symbol of defeat. It's a symbol of victory. It's a symbol of triumph. You carry that cross on your way to to a victory. You overcome that cross. And the only way to overcome it is to carry it. Until it's until that until that load that that that, that used to weigh you down and the heavy load of that cross until it becomes lighter and lighter. That must be what Jesus is talking about when he talks about how he, you know his burden is light and his yoke is, is uh, or his burden is easy and his yoke is light. Because what we think in the beginning is it's just a horrible load uh, on our shoulders, and it's just it's just agonizing. After a while, it it, it, it you're, you've been strengthened through it. You've carried that cross for so long now that 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 your legs and your back and your hips and and everything that's needed to carry that cross has been strengthened, and it no longer feels like a big deal because you are you've been remade. You're a new creation. And the sins that used to vex you and just that, that would turn you inside out and, and would, would easily get you distracted and off on, a, on, a, on, on another path, those things aren't... Those things don't do that to you anymore. Sin is, is crouching at our door and through Christ we are learning to master it by carrying that cross. You cannot become stronger unless there's this constant, uh, this constant reaching for a further horizon, and that's what you know. You see that in physical training. You can't run faster. You can't jump higher. You can't have more endurance unless you are, are being tested day in and day out and day in and day out. And that's just the nature of it. That's the nature of the spiritual life as well. You're not going to reach that 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 horizon. You're not going to you're not going to you're not going to move to the next step unless you allow yourself to be tested and tried and purified. And that fire. That's what it means to to uh, to carry your cross, to suffer insults and abuse, to say no to sin. To uh, you know, take that take that road that that is uh, that is narrow, and not that broad road to 
to uh, that leads to destruction. That everybody is going over there, and the whole crowd is over there. And here you are on this little skinny trail all by yourself. It doesn't seem like the right one. But it is. It's the straight and narrow path. That's what it means to carry that cross. Willing to endure the agonies of identifying yourself with Christ. Willing to endure the, the contempt that the world heaps on you for, for believing that, that Christ is God. And that's just, it's just true. That he is the bread of life. That he is manna from heaven. That he is God's gift to humanity. And that there is a, a, a purpose and an end game to all this. Jesus says on the cross, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. My gosh, you know, is that carrying the cross? How? I, I can't imagine saying something like that. You know, I've got a long way to go in, in my Christian life to the point where I can say to somebody who's tormenting me in such an agonizing way, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Like Stephen does when they're stoning him. At the at the uh, uh, with the approval of Paul or Saul, he was at the time. Looking on, Stephen's being tortured to death by stoning, and he and he looks to heaven and he repeats the words of his savior. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And they don't know what they're doing. They heap contempt and abuse and breathe out threats, thinking that somehow they're serving the truth. But they're not serving the truth. They're abiding by the agenda of Satan. So Christianity at its core is not about carrying and using it as a crutch. It's about carrying your cross, forsaking our sins and living according to the Spirit. Knowing that living according to the Spirit is life and that living according to the flesh is death. Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter, does this, does this chapter look like a comfortable myth? Or that all these individuals clung on to the hope in the one that they knew and that they loved? All enduring some, some, some excruciating pain and, and torture in one way or another, yet none of them giving up their faith, none of them renouncing their love of God? And all looking towards a better word and a better and a better and a, and a better uh, and a better home. 
this and all this um this faith is speaking a better word as as Paul says a better word than the blood of Abel because the blood of Abel is speaking is speaking for justice and revenge Cain has killed me has murdered me and it and the blood of Abel is crying out from the ground it's not crying out for forgiveness of Cain it's crying out for revenge and justice <coughs> but the blood of Christ does not cry out for revenge and 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 to mete out justice but it, the blood of Christ speaking a better word is uh, crying out for mercy and for forgiveness and that's part of the cross that we have to carry that when we, when when we're done wrong that we can't cry out for for uh, justice and revenge and you know well you know tit for tat that's not what Christ is asking us to do or telling us to do he's asking us to listen to the word of the of the blood of Christ that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel it speaks forgiveness and reconciliation does all this strike you as a comfortable myth or a, or a crutch my gosh Christianity is anything but a crutch it's anything for, for, for weak people it's, it's, it's anything but a device for weak, for weak people to, to lean on it's a calling and yes Christ does call the weak and the sick because he wants to make them strong and pure He wants to make them, 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 them glorious. He wants to show a great work done in them. He wants to show a miracle. To an honest man, it can't be considered. It cannot. It can't be considered a comfortable myth. It has to at least be an uncomfortable myth. And to the one who's seeking the truth, it's the uncomfortable truth of the cross. That we as Christians, we will all be asked to carry that cross. There is none of us who, who claim Jesus as our Savior and mean it in our hearts who's going to escape that cross. No, that's your calling. Take up your cross and follow me. For he who seeks his own life shall lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake shall find it. All of us will be asked to carry that cross. Some will be asked to carry it in different ways and in different degrees than others. But we will all be asked to make the sacrifice that the cross requires. Because the cross is our forging instrument. It's the fire that, 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 that will purify us and strengthen us and prepare us for a life with God and sharing in His divinity. Was it a crutch for all the martyrs of the ages to be tormented by the Romans and various other civilizations choosing death over renouncing their faith? That doesn't sound like a comfortable myth. It sounds like a cross. It wasn't a crutch they carried in a name. And for Jesus it was a cross. 
hoping in the name above all names that they too may attain to the resurrection, believing to the death with no malice towards anyone, no malice towards their tormentors, that Jesus is the one the world has been waiting for, to redeem it from its bondage to decay and frustration, and to bring all things under the headship of Christ the Father, to be glorified forever. Because we were willing to carry that cross that it seems like a curse at, 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 uh, and while we're carrying it. But it's a forging instrument. Always threatening to break us. To grind us into the dirt. But God won't let that happen. He will not allow His chosen to fall. He will provide the strength, the perspective, the wisdom to keep carrying it and getting stronger and stronger and stronger and wiser and more courageous and more loving and more perfect and more purified with all the dross being 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 uh, 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 dripped out of us like the fire does to the silver And so we enter into the Holy of Holies with confidence, being washed and redeemed by His blood that He poured out as a ransom for many. He purchased us that we should rule and reign with Him forever. So what is the symbol of Christianity? A crutch or a cross? Which piece of wood are we really given? Jesus asked us to take up our cross and follow Him. take up that cross that, that, that just seems like such a burden when we do it but it, it will produce something glorious in us it requires faith and hope to carry that cross it will strengthen us just as, just as surely as an exercise regimen which in the natural world is kind of like a cross and physical fitness has some value, as Paul, as Paul puts it. Certainly not any ultimate value. But it has a, a, a good of its own. But the real value is the spiritual good of the cross as it strengthens you and perfects you and, and, and sifts you. Separating the dross from what is true and real. So let us not resist the call to carry a cross. Let us not, not shun from it. Because it's the instrument, it's the instrument of our strengthening. It's the instrument of our of our testing. And you just can't be strengthened. You can't be you know, you can't be something better unless you're tested you just you, you just can't it's everywhere in life the truth of that is everywhere so we gladly take up the cross and we and we 
we try to rejoice in our in our in our hardships, knowing that it will produce in us a harvest of righteousness. And that harvest of righteousness will secure a place for us through Christ with him. So that's my message. If people are heaping heaping contempt and scorn on you or or condescension and uh, and uh, and uh, insults on you take joy in that because you're doing it for the sake of Christ and these things are not hidden from God they're not unknown by him he may not speak a word right into your ear, but th- throughout the circumstances of life, He will speak to you. And He w- will reward your, your faith. So, there it is. The cross. That we're asked to carry. that we're actually we're not even asked to carry it I suppose I guess we're kind of commanded to carry it there's really no other way each of us will have a cross to carry and it will produce in in something in us something wonderful as it strengthens us and we and we and we just um, have learned what God implored Cain to do. You must master it. Cain, you must master it. Cain does not master it. He goes and murders his brother. But God has given away us away through his spirit as our helper and as our comfort and as our strength and as our as our companion to continue to carry that cross and being strengthened and conditioned into a new creation so i shall read from ephesians Chapter 3, 14 to the end of the chapter. For this reason, for the reason that I have just spent the last 40 minutes on, for this reason I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge 
that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. I love you all in Christ.